brute force. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Softrep.com, on time, on target. This is actually the first time I'm doing this, if you guys are watching the um, video where I have, like, everything going on at once, and we're going to see if it works. Uh, I'm Ian Scotto, of course. Sean the Butcher from SiriusXM What's up, dude? is in studio with me. Pleasure to be here watching you do this for the first time. Yes, it is my like my first time <laughs> doing the Skype, doing the video, doing the what, but we're making it work. And on with us, of course, is the one and only Pat McNamara. Good to have you here, man. <laughs> oh, I got to turn Pat on. Yeah, there we Pat. go. What up, Pat? <laughs> How's everything going? Right. Good, bro. Happy to be here. So I, I've been saying for a while um, with the audience that while Jack Murphy is out, I wanted to do a show just covering metal for once, uh, you know, as something different because this is soft rap. So we talked about not a lot of music talk news. on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every now and again. Yeah. But I, I figured it would be something different yes. to have you here. That's to have cool. Add on. And, and also the fact that you're at Sirius XM, which yes. is like pretty pretty close distance to yeah get. it was a good walk i figured it'd be better to walk because the traffic around here is a friggin nightmare you are in like the heart of new york city 42nd street i mean it doesn't get any more in new york than that so it's just hard to get around but i was able to blast through everybody it's a million degrees outside today so yeah. i just had my shirt off before i came in here it's a little weird um, and, and Pat's of course on, I want to give, uh, the audience for whom, for who might not know Sean, like some background on him, the audience has heard from Pat before, but, but as for Sean, I I'm sure there, there's a cross section of guys who listen to soft rap, military dudes who listen to liquid metal, metal and Aussies definitely hard, but, um, yeah, give the audience your background for those. who. Um, I work for Sirius XM. I started out working for Opie and Anthony. And then I was moved into, like, the music end of things, and that's when I started working for uh, Jose Mangan on Liquid Metal and Brian Cullen on Faction, and now I work for uh, my man Jay Hudson over on Ozzy's Boneyard. I'm the voice of Ozzy's Boneyard, which is pretty cool, so yes. anytime, like, production comes on, my annoying-ass <laughs> voice comes on, but uh, I also DJ on Liquid Metal every weekend from 6 to midnight. Uh, we have our trivia show, which we've built up, which is a monster. It's one of my greatest creations, myself and Jose, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. It's essentially like what I would just want to get paid to do, just walk in there for a half hour, do, do the trivia show, and then get out and just get my million-dollar check. <laughs> that's that's what I'm waiting for. That's like the dream. Yeah, man. One day, you know, yeah. just work to that goal. Um, Pat, you've been on before. I'm trying to think of how I even explain your background because I know with you guys, should I say former CAG, former the unit? I know just former Army Special Operations, but this audience knows like what that terminology is. Yeah, uh, you want me to give a brief uh, bio there? Yeah, sure. I, f I figure for people who, um, yeah, I, who are familiar, I'll, I'll just real, I just broad stroke it. But 22 years Special Ops, 13 in uh, at the unit, 
here. Uh, I say here at Bragg because I still live in North Carolina. Um, and metalhead since 1978, bro. Dating myself. Yeah, yeah. Before um, been, my time. Uh, retired since 05, and since then I've been. I I, I call it teaching badassery. Hell yeah, man. So yeah, and I should mention Pat is now a shooting instructor and the president of T Max Inc. T Max T Max Inc. dot com. Nice. Um and I, I would say it's fair to say you're one of the best shooting instructors out there with the background that you have. Uh it's not so much the background. You can't rest on your laurels. I'm not one of those rest on your laurels motherfuckers, you know. Uh, I was a badass yesterday, but I'm a badass as tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at the risk of sounding hubris, I would, I would confirm that statement. Hell yeah, man. Well, I, you know what? Yeah. I think that there's a, just a plethora now of shooting instructors out there. And I've even met guys who are like NRA instructors. They don't have the military background of a guy like you. And they're, they're like, I'm going to teach you how to kick down doors. And it's like, have you ever even done yeah. that stuff? <laughs> man there's there's a there are a bunch of them there's a lot of legit guys out there guys in my industry that are, are really good but you know just because you're on a platform doesn't mean you can teach you need to be the right person who's going to say the right thing to the right person at the right time you need delivery you need um uh your own style you know and your own niche in this industry in order to be successful and just because you can shoot doesn't mean you can teach and just because you can teach doesn't mean you can shoot uh, so, and, but I teach, you know, more than shooting, fighting, uh, combat strength training. So it's the full gambit of everything badass. That's cool. very cool, man. It's awesome. Um, so I, I shot you guys over a few different topics I wanted to get into yes. of like stuff we could discuss. I already know the two of you guys could talk. So I was like, yes. well, we'll have a few different topics and I'm sure we'll end up going. Well, actually, that's place. actually how I actually know Pat. Cause you were on Sirius XM liquid that's metal right. with my boss, Jose, and I cut up your whole interview and occasionally your guest DJs thing, uh, air on the channel. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. Every once in a while, somebody will ping me, you know, yeah. and say, Hey man, I heard you on liquid metal. Yep. We put so, those yeah, in rotation that, forever. Uh, but I mean, it's been, uh, maybe two years now, but yeah, I don't know. Has it been that long? I can't remember, yeah, yeah. but yeah, man, that was, a that was a blast and, uh, loved meeting Jose. And the funny thing about, um, social media is, um, you meet some really freaking cool people on it and you get a good feel for who they are, especially if they're genuine, you know, if they're genuine on social media, more most of the time when I've met them in person, they were the same person that I've met on social media. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, real quick story. Uh, uh, I finally met Jose in person. We did a thing for affliction. I, I brought him onto the range to shoot, but he pulls up to my rental car and I got metal blasting. <laughs> and I did my own, ver- I did my own version of uh, into the trivia pit awesome. with him and I stumped him out of him. I mean, it, it was unintentional, but I had uh, the throwdown blasting uh-huh. and it was a uh, holy roller. Uh-huh. Love that tune. And Jose pulls up, doesn't say hi or anything. Yeah. And he's going, and he's banging his head. He goes, oh, who, who is this? this it's on the tip of my tongue. And he couldn't get it yeah, out. Yeah, And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to give you a minute. Here yeah. Figure it out. Throwdown's badass. They do a great cover of Baby Got Back from Sir Mix-A-Lot. I remember that. Oh, yes. I just heard it. Oh, just. it's so good. It's so, it's one of my favorite covers of all time. You know what? I'm a big cover fan. I love uh, covers. As a matter of fact, when I uh, guest DJed, most of the tunes I played were covers. That way I was uh, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, because I think that a cover, 
you know, um, should be done in the band style. They shouldn't try to replicate the band, Very exactly. true. Uh, but they need to do justice to the song, you know, uh, and they need to fucking hit it out of the park. They need to send it sailing. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of covers. Love them. Yeah. I saw Throwdown way back. It was a tour when I was living in Philly uh-huh. for a year. Um, I think it was the Trocadero and it was Lamb of God, oh, Fear Factory, Throwdown, and oh. Oh, who, uh, Children of Bodom. Okay, damn. That's a yeah. hell of a lineup. Yeah, that was sick. Do you remember that? Tour no, I was, I, I mean, I wasn't out. Uh, I remember seeing Lamb of God with Bodom, but never with like Throwdown and uh, yeah. that's sick. That's cool. Yeah, I've never been to the Trocadero either. It's like a legendary spot. Yeah. Are they still around, Throwdown? Uh, I I mean, don't quote me. I'm going to say yes. Don't okay. quote me on that. I that I, I haven't heard anything me new from them in a while. But I'm almost positive they're still... I, I know we were playing something from them on Liquid Metal a couple of years ago, so I'm sure they're still around doing something. I actually don't know at this point if, uh, if Fear Factory is even still around. They... they are. Dino's working on some other stuff. I've seen him tweeting about a bunch of stuff, but... Uh, I, they haven't broken up Fear Factory. I just I, I, they'll probably pop up in like the next three years with like a new album. Their last album was incredible. It was awesome, but uh, yeah, I feel like they put out that last album. They did some touring, yeah. and then it was just radio silence. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what they sort of do, though. Like they have because Dino's got a bunch of other projects, and I know Burton has some other music that he does and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for new music from anybody from Dino from Fear Factory. I mean, they're just if they put out stuff like that last album, then I'm excited to hear more new fear factory yeah i love the thing i love about them is i think they were the first band that heavy you know with like death metal influence to also have those clean vocals that burton does. yeah yeah because sold of a new machine their first album was like a death metal album and then for d manufacture which was right after he completely kind of not really changed the style but definitely morphed it and i love that hard ass scream i mean god d manufacture is one of the first four metal albums i ever listen to like that is like tattooed on my heart that album every from front to back that album mm-hmm. is flawless and, right and on. every time i've seen uh, not every time but recent times i've seen fear factory play in new york city they end up bringing jose on stage oh of course for edge crusher of course uh, probably or, or i think it might have been for what was the the single on on uh demanufacture um uh, was it replica? Yes, replica. And I believe they've brought up Jose. For okay, that. okay. I yeah, think. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have Edge Crusher. Maybe, as well. maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's cool that there's that um <laughs> that you know friendship there. Uh, so the first topic I wanted to get into, I know the three of us are Pantera fans, uh-huh. and just reflecting on the uh, the legacy of Vinnie Paul. And I guess I'll get over to you first on that one, Pat. Of just your reaction. Yeah, um, I, I, I I'm I'm glad that we were we're hitting this one as a topic because. Uh, I became, I think I became a Pantera fan a little, a little bit late. You know, it was a little bit late to the show. Um, I was, I was really bummed out in the nineties when, when the music started to suck, you know, that mass influence of, of uh, that hipster wimpy crap. And um, I got uh, from a record store. Remember those things? Record stores. Yes, I do. Uh, I went to a record, record store and I was thumbing through and I found, um, uh, Volker display of power brought that home and I went holy hell so I went back and then found the early Cowboys from hell before that and shortly thereafter um, the great southern trend kill came out 96 ish right and uh, 
So 13 steps, uh-huh. you know that. <laughs> I, went bring, I went out and got me a drum set. Nice. I shit you not. Uh, my neighbor across the street was not only a drummer, but a drum instructor. Oh. And uh, he kind of, uh, you know, uh, tutored me and, and uh, just took me by the hand and showed me what to get and how to, how to play. He taught me for... Uh, uh, long enough to get my feet on the ground, but that yeah. tune right there, man, I mean, all, you know, all of it, but that tune was, um, because the drums carry that entire tune. Um, that's, that's why I bought a drum set and started playing drums. Did you ever pull off playing that part? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the time it was just learning the basic beats, but, uh, um, no, I, and still not, I haven't, I have no. I always wished I could play the drums my entire life or guitar for that matter. I still tried to play guitar, but never pulled it off, but always wished I could play drums. My foot hand coordination never, never worked out. Never worked out. If you have that internal metronome, you know, uh, some people don't have it, but if you got an internal metronome, then it comes easy, but some people don't have that. So without that internal metronome, no freaking way. Yeah. Not going to be able to do it. <laughs> did Did you ever get to meet Vinnie Paul? Yeah, or? on multiple occasions. Uh, he came up Bad. to Sirius a bunch. Uh, he was always on Ozzy's Boneyard. Uh, we did specials with him uh, with Hell Yeah on Liquid Metal. Um, but he was always the nicest dude, would take pictures with everybody, would sign everything. And one of the happiest moments that I know that I have is that I was able to see Pantera twice before Dime ended up passing away. And that will stay with me forever. It was first one was with Nothing Face, Kitty. No, God damn it. It was Nothing Face, Soulfly, Morbid Angel, and Pantera at Hammerstein Ballroom. And then it was Slayer and Pantera and Nassau Coliseum. And Static X. And Static X and Scrape. And Scrape. And Scrape. I was there. <laughs> and the thing is, we're about the same age. Yeah. So I always feel like I'm one of the youngest people who got yeah. to say, I saw Pantera. Because we were in high school. Yes. And it was so funny because outside the venue, there was this kid. And he was like, I drove like 19 hours to get here. Where'd you come from? And I was like, I live like eight minutes down the block. And he was like. Oh, he was so <laughs> bummed out. It made me so happy. <laughs> but that was such a great show. And yeah, I mean, the, the fact that I got to see Vinnie Paul and actually meet the dude on a couple occasions. I mean, that a lot. of I mean, so many metal dudes have been passing away. There's so many of these dudes like dropping like flies and it's really scary. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, if you're not really close with the band, it sucks. But like, you don't you don't feel it that much at heart. But like. Dudes like Dave Brocky, Odorous Youngest, that hit me hard. And then this Vinny thing, I remember getting the call from Jose. I was in the middle of the night. It was like midnight. And I got the call, and he was like, yo, Vinny Paul passed away. We're going, we're going on the air, so get, wherever you're doing, stop. So I stopped smoking a bowl, and I immediately got to where I had to get. And, yeah, I mean, that hit me hard. And we, we did a live broadcast for that for like – six hours and got a lot of phone calls and just like the response on social media and everything. You could just tell how much of a loved dude he was. Everybody who, like had pictures with Vinnie Paul. Like he never said no to anybody for a picture. And that's just like, you know, that shows the kind of person that he was, which is just, you know, the Abbott brothers, man, that, that legacy, those dudes need a statue in Dallas, Texas, like without a doubt, like that has to happen. You ain't wrong, bro, yeah. man. That was a bummer. I was in Wyoming um, running a course and I got in a, uh, I was using a guy's truck 
he let me use the truck. Uh, and it was, yeah, about midnight that, uh, Friday, was it a Friday night? It was a Friday night. Yep. Yep. Friday night. And I, uh, and he had, um, thankfully he had freaking serious and I, I'm programmed. I'm trying to, cause he had like country and Western or some shit. Uh, so I find, uh, liquid metal and a song ended and Jose came on and he was just, I'm like, what in the hell? I mean, you could hear the distress in his voice. And then he finally said what happened. I was like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, and there was not, there was not enough news. I was like, how, how did this, I, you know, I just wanted to know more. Um, yeah, but what a bummer, man, because with dime, you know, everybody knew uh, that I was uh, a big, not only a metalhead, but a Pantera fan. Yeah. And in the 90s, <clears throat> there weren't as many of us, I don't think, as there are like now. And um, uh, people were uh, they were uh, they were consoling me, bro. You know, they were yeah. like, dude, we know you're a Pantera fan. We heard about this and this really freaking sucks. So, yeah, man, it's freaking it's horrible because you like you said, those guys. Yeah, they should have a statue. Yeah. I mean, Rocky's yeah. got a statue yeah. and he wasn't even well, he was a real dude, but it wasn't Stallone. You know, I think right. the, the, the Abbott brothers right. were real dudes and they definitely deserve like a statue. That's going to happen. That There's no way that's not going to happen right. or something cooler than that. That's just my generic ass mind at work. But yeah, something really cool. A tribute to the Abbott brothers in Dallas, Texas. I think that would be yep. awesome. I would go to that. Yep. So what happened the night that he died? Did you just basically rush over to Sirius? No, I have the capability of being doing- able to work. Like gotcha. I can access the system from home. So from midnight to like 3 a.m. we were up doing stuff and then we went live at noon the next day and it takes me a while to get to Manhattan from Long Island. Sure. So I got like two and a half, three hours of sleep, woke up, got right into Manhattan, got everything ready and then we did a broadcast. And then that night I went to go see uh, Vane and Code Orange at Irving Plaza and it was like a 15,000 hour day. I could not believe everything that went on that day, but it was, uh, that was a good way to end such like a terrible, like tragic day was to go see a concert. It was exactly what I needed. I'm going to guess they made some mention of, you know, the, the passing of any, uh, they, I mean, I was only able to see two bands. There was a lot of bands that played that night, but I don't think, anything i don't remember but i mean you know i I didn't see every second of the show so i can't i can't uh, attest to that but i mean that dude was a legend and is a legend and will forever be legendary but i mean yeah i remember the first time i heard pantera i caught on to it kind of late too i caught on it far beyond driven and at that point i was just getting into metal so my buddy showed me slaughtered and I was like, this is really heavy. And I didn't know if I was feeling it or not. But the more I listened to Metallica, I was like, I need something. I need something heavier. And I know something heavier exists. So then I went back to Far Beyond Driven. And then that's right when Great Southern Tranquil came out. Until this day, that's my favorite. That and Master of Puppets are my favorite metal albums of all time. I, I feel like yeah, the no, those, are, those are two good ones, bro. I can't, I mean, they'd be at the top of my list. Yeah. Master of Puppets and uh, Far Beyond Driven. They'd be at the top. They'd that's be like my, my top Bible. ten. Yeah, that's like my Bible. That's like my top three without a doubt. Yeah. I feel like Metallica yeah. is, is like a gateway band for people. You it, get into that and then you... Because it's not so like... Because James has a beautiful voice, you know? It's not garbly. It's like... It's, it's 
you know, pleasing to the ear. It's not like yelling and screaming. Like he's still kind of harmonizing with what he's playing, at least on like puppets and stuff he was. So it's because I was in I was in a Green Day and Nirvana and Offspring. And I was into all that. Yes, too, that's yeah. what I was listening to before I found Metallica. So, I mean, it was always it was hip hop before grunge and then grunge and then grunge to metal. And now, man, I love Cannibal Corpse and Deicide and, <laughs> you know, Morbid Angel. And uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. The darker, the heavier, the better. You're right, though. Uh, not only is Metallica that gateway drug band, but uh, Black Album in particular, because uh, my wife, uh, she's one of those. She's a convert. Um, I, I, I freaking hate it when people bash the Black Album. I freaking hate it. Hate it because it is a bad ass album, man. It's freaking bad ass, and it is it it, it has uh, it has become that uh, that that bridge gapper with so many people, you know that oh this is not so freaking horribly hard that I can't listen to it. And oh, as a matter of fact, I freaking love this, you know. So it's uh, it, it, it's converted that album had converted a lot of people from mainstream crap. Um, to uh, to more of the metal side, so I love it. People can hate on that album all they want. It's still like, doesn't it still outsell every friggin' album on? Like, isn't it the top selling rock album every week for the last since the day it came out or some shit like that? I hear it's still selling like millions of copies. I didn't even think there was that many people in the world that the Black <laughs> Album can be constantly selling millions and millions of copies. It's insane. They're the biggest band in the world, and I don't care what they what they put out now or Lulu or Load or Real, like whatever. Everyone can like crap all over Metallica. They are they are the top of that like metal pyramid for me for yeah. me because like i didn't come yeah. up you know i'm an, i'm a, i'm not a, like i'm a younger dude so like i should have came up with black sabbath but i didn't i came up with like the generation right after like the, which is the metallica generation see i came up with i bought my first black sabbath album when i was 13 years old from a yard sale in 1978 nice, nice. and bought it for a quarter bought it for a quarter i still have it man it's on my shelf right over here and it's warped but it still plays on my record player um but that was uh, the turning point for me. And then, you know, it was the, the usual suspects, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, which I'm still a massive Priest fan. Of course. Um, Their new album is when, fire. Oh, it's freaking badass. I saw them once this year. I'm going to see them again this year. Yeah. They're, they're, they're touring twice. I mean, I saw them in, uh, in New York and Long Island, <laughs> which that venue, that venue was awesome. The sound in that venue, that arena was really good. It had to be Nassau uh, College. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was because I remember you were on right after that with us. Because <laughs> there's no yeah. other good places in Long Island either. <laughs> yeah, for arena shows, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in that, when, 1983, I remember uh, 84, where I was, I had a 1963 Cadillac Coupe de Ville with a cool sound system yeah. in it. I was in uh, first special forces group up at Fort Lewis, Washington, and a buddy of mine comes running to the car with his cassette tape. He's going, "Bro, new band, Metal Licka." <laughs> Throw it in, and you know, it's kill them all. And we just we played that thing and wore yeah. it out, man. There wasn't enough power in my power boosters for that thing. That's all. Wow, wow. So, and then uh, one more point about Metal Licka. <laughs> that last album, they have one of my favorite Metallica songs is on that last album. It's spit not out dead. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say spit out the bone. Uh, spit out the bone is okay, oh. but um, but I love now that we're dead oh. because that could be a track on Master of Puppets. 
I just love that 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 uh, constant um, thumping. It's very rhythmic, and uh, I just think it's cool. You know, it's got a really cool vibe yeah. to it. Man, that one there, that one there speaks to me. That tune, yeah, spit out Love the bone, caught my attention immediately because it had a justice vibe to it. Yep. And I remember just listening to the album, and there was just this one part where Lars is going ape shit on the double bass. I'm like, okay, Lars. So I'm like, all right. And my head yeah. just picked up, and I was like, "What the hell song is this?" And I just and I saw it's like eight minutes long, and I was like, "This is like some old school Metallica." And I love that, like you know, they don't obviously they don't make music for the fans; they make music for themselves. But sometimes they will like they'll like throw in all right, let's throw in a crazy drum part and give Kirk his solos back and all that. And that that's what I love about them is they'll just give us break off a little piece so we just keep biting and then like you know come to the shows and just like stop complaining, go see Metallica live. End of story. I don't care what you're into you could love bruce springsteen just go see metallica live because it's just such a gigantic you know religious kind of experience that's what i love about it when i first heard the title track hardwired to self-destruct i was like this sounds very two minutes for all 50 seconds they killed (laughs) fuck james (laughs) dropping f-bombs i'm like what (laughs) oh dude it was i that tickled my like 15 year Metallica itch like what I've been waiting for that track was the one I've been waiting for yeah when the video came out that was the same feeling I got I you've probably covered this on liquid metal but Mm -hmm. what do you think of this whole thing where they're changing their set list for what fans in that area like on Spotify that's because Metallica is the most brilliant band in the world like (sighs) I was talking about this work with somebody like like when you're programming or whatever, and like you see the same song over and over, and people are complaining about the same song over and over again. But then my buddy's Which would like, be and, but then my buddy's like, you gonna tell me when Enter Sandman comes on, you still don't just blast it, even though you like hate it, talk crap about it, whatever. You know when it comes on, you're still listening to the song. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. And I don't know if I agree. I feel like I've overplayed the shit out of it. There's certain songs from walk, my childhood and that I've Sandman. played so many times yes. that like. If I was listening to it with fresh ears, I would feel a little different. Yeah. But I I don't know. I don't know if at this point I could listen to Enter Sandman there and are, get excited about it. There still. are a lot of people, surprisingly, that still do, which is why if you check the Spotify playlist, I guarantee you friggin' Sandman is probably the top Metallica, which is insane because, yeah. like, you know, there's, there's puppets, there's, there's Ride the Lightning, there's Injustice for All, but uh, them catering to their audience for the first time in a while, I guess, which is what people wanted. Like, it's good. I think it's a smart move on their part. I'm sure they book tours that way, sell merch that way. Uh, I will never question a Metallica business decision, good or bad, because some moves are going to make them a ton of money and be great moves, and then other moves are going to tank, and it's whatever. It's Metallica. Like the 3D concert. Yeah, the 3D concert, which is still like, who else is doing that? Like, they're like, they're like, fuck it, let's try it. Cause they got, I guess, disposable income and to just have something to give to your fans. Even if it's like not great, they're still just like, let's give, they don't have to do any of that crap. And they just give to their fans and give and give. And that's what I love about Metallica is that they keep, they're the gift that keeps on giving. I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're big enough now. They're a you know a self perpetuating eating machine. They don't have to promote, you know, so they can play whatever the fuck they want. If they want to appease the fans, I'm all about that, man. I'm all about it. Play what you know what I am uh, and my demographic is listening to most of. Yeah, I love it. Good idea. I'll tell you this, since we're on the topic of Metallica, because I just thought this was kind of interesting. The the I remember buying Saint Anger the day that it came out. <laughs> 
and my I my like my opinion was like, what is this? Like this and and I know people felt that way for a while between Load and Reload, but Load had songs that I loved. Mm-hmm. Reload had a few songs mm-hmm. that I thought were great. And with Say in Anger, I was just like, what is this? I can't get into this. This sounds very um, trashy and indicative of what was cool at the time. You know, if you watch some kind of monster where they're telling Kirk, like, guitar solos aren't cool right now. Let's not have guitar solos. And, you know, the drums sounding very Slipknot, that snare, James even screaming almost Corey Taylor-esque on on the title track. But I bring this up because... In the past year, I've revisited that album like with new ears, and I I actually think you it's a great it album. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> took it took me yeah. how long? I don't know, yeah. like fifteen something years for That's it to grow cool, on me. Though. But I, it, it is not a Metallica album. Yeah. But if you were in that genuinely angry, pissed off, or depressed mood, you have to be in the right mood for it. And you put on some kind of monster. You put on some of those songs, um, all within my hands. I think they're great. It's just not. It's not what you expect from Metallica, but it grew it grew on me that much See, longer. I feel I, sh- I should do the same thing because I listened to St. Anger once. I went to Best Buy, I bought it, put it in my CD player, drove around until it ended, put it back in the thing, put it back in my, and I never opened that CD ever again. It just didn't do anything for me. But you also need to remember, I mean, you saw some kind of monster, the documentary. That thing was like... It's cringy, but only because, they, again, giving to the fans, they allowed cameras on them during their, like, cringiest of moments. Like, I would never, I get upset. I don't want people looking at me. I don't want cameras on me. And they let, they let Even all that cameras sh- on you right Yeah, now. exactly. But I'm like, <laughs> like, if I was sitting here, like, fighting with Lars and, like, when Lars do, when Lars goes up to James' face and he's like, fuck, fuck. Fuck! And it was like, oh, my, like I, my hair's standing up in my arms right now. Like it's just, it's a really intense. It's like when you're fighting with your girlfriend and there's a camera crew there. Like it's really rough. And they're just like, let the fans have it. And that, and you can see during that whole album, you know, that wasn't like Rob Trujillo writing on that because he just jumped in the band. Like uh, 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 Bob Bob Rock did all yeah. the bass on that. Like. It was disjointly written. It was written uh, before James' uh, uh, alcohol thing. After James, like rehab, changing and, like, studios, yeah, and just changing. Recording. It was just a. It was probably a bad time for them to be recording an album. They should have just been like, eh, maybe yeah. we, you know. But but then again, you revisited, and now you love it. So there could be a million other people. Like I mean, Pat, what, do you come back to Saint Anger. Yeah, I, 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 I um, Sean, same thing. I mean, I have them, listen to them once, never listen to them again. It's like, um, it's like a long marriage, and yeah. I fell out of love with them during those years. You know, load, reload, Saint Anger, all that. Fell out of love. I went to marriage counseling, and <laughs> they brought me hardwired. You know, so rekindled my relationship again. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back. You know, I'm back hard hardcore uh, Metallica fan. Uh, but yeah, I should revisit those as well. I, I, cause I haven't because a lot of my buds who are hardcore diehard Metallica fans have said the same thing. No, bro. It's like old school. It's very edgy. It's, it's more like uh kill them all. Um, you know, part do. And I'm like, ah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel it, man. I, it didn't, didn't speak to me, you know? So I gave up on it, but rekindled. Yeah. yeah. Hardwired. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. And and they truly are a band, as you said, who listens to the fans in that if you see a Metallica show, they do they never play one song off Saint Anger. I've I've even looked up the set lists. Right. On one certain occasion, I think in the Bay Area, they invited Bob Rock on stage 
and did a handful of St. Anger songs, and that is it. But, you know, I've seen them a bunch of times. I know you were at the Apollo with me, which was an awesome show. Oh, my God, dude. That was on my birthday. Nice. That was on my freaking birthday. Right after the show, I jumped on a plane to go to Vegas. Unfriggin' real. One of the best nights of my life. That was the night I met James Hetfield. My whole life, I wanted to meet James Hetfield. And that's when he was popping on Instagram, Papa Het. And he was in Apollo. Nobody was there. I was first, me and my buddies were the first ones there because we were setting up for the the Liquid Metal broadcast. And I turn around and by himself in the middle of the empty Apollo theater is James Hetfield. And I was walking out the door of my buddy and I'm like, dude, (laughs) I'm like, yo, that's James. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to say hello right now or I will regret this. Even if he tells me to fuck off, I will regret this for the rest of my life if I don't. So I just went and I tapped him and I'm like, James. And he didn't turn around. And I was like, oh, no. So I was like, yo, James. And then he was like taking a picture. So he took his picture and turned around and immediately I'm like, yo, I work for Sirius XM. We're doing the broadcast. I just want to introduce myself. I'm Sean. I'm a huge fan. Gave him a fist bump. And that was it. I said, this is my man, Vinny. I was here with Vinny. Gave him a fist bump. Yo, nice to meet you. We got out of there. And then we were like little schoolgirls. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) best moment of my life. Best moment of my life. I finally, I've met everybody in Metallica. And that makes me very happy. Very, very happy. I I didn't. I didn't meet Metallic. I mean, I didn't meet any of the members of Metallic. I did see, see Jamie Josta in the audience, who's always super cool. Oh, of course. Um, but what my point was like, that show, I was at the Big Four show, you will never hear them play a song off St. Anger. They just don't. And I don't know if maybe they don't like those albums. Maybe they listen to those right. albums and think they're cringeworthy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, because like Sean was saying, you know, those were, those were dark times for that band, you know, uh, bringing on... Um, new basis, James with his problems. Then it was, I did not like them airing that dirty laundry shit, man. You know, I, I hated that. The interviews and everything, I freaking hated it. Um, I mean, I, I like interviews with, with band members and such, but, uh, but I don't need to see the dirty side. Yeah. You know, the sad, the pathetic shit. I didn't need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to their credit, they left in Jason Newstead. remember saying pretty much he was like, I think this is fucking lame uh-huh. that we need to hire a therapist. Uh-huh. We can't just get in a room together and sort this out. Uh-huh. And you could tell he was not into it. I mean, I thought it was a really well done documentary. I, I totally see all sides of that, though, of, of as a fan, yeah. why you wouldn't want to see. That. I cry every time at the end when they come out to finally perform with Rob at the first show. That's how they end the uh, documentary. And every time it's here comes to my eye every damn time it's such a great documentary it's so like it's got everything it's got everything it's funny it's cringy it's like sad it's happy it's everything and i I think it's a great documentary and i love metallica till the day i die yep same big fan big fan from the beginning uh one of the other topics i threw out there uh you know getting off of metallica even you you might keep metallica (laughs) yeah whatever yeah yeah. uh of just best show you've ever been to in the metal category of course since we're keeping it metal on here i wouldn't see any other show oh man i i'll just i uh let me let me start because i thought about this a little bit (laughs) and typically the, the best the best show is the last one you saw because they always get better, you know, with uh, with theatrics and with um, with uh, with sound and all that. Um, but it wasn't the last show that I saw, only because the venue it, the venue was too loud. It was in Charlotte, and it was you know Slayer and Lamb of God, and I mean it was great. Don't don't get me wrong, it was freaking badass. <clears throat> 
but there's something about that venue. I saw Iron Maiden there too, and it, it was too loud. So it was not all of it was not discernible. You know, it was a little bit crackly. And because um, I want to hear every freaking lick of the guitars, I want to hear everything the vocalist is doing. I mean, Lamb of God was so freaking loud that, you know, I, I really couldn't make out Mike, Mike Morton's solos. Yeah. And that guy can, man, he is a musician. Jesus freaking paced. Holy crap. But um, so it was, uh, it was my. It wasn't the last show I saw. It was the the the, the one before that, which was Priest in um, Long Island. Uh, because I, I, the, the the other thing about that is, I went into it with without high expectations. I'm like, can Rob still deliver? You know, after all these years, can he still freaking deliver? And man, he is still three octaves, you know, and crisp and clean. And that new freaking guitarist, Richie Falkner, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, Richie's on fire. That guy. He, 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 you know what he's, he's done and I'm not a fan of this, but man, he made it work. He, he took Liberty with, uh, the solos and modified them. Uh, and I'm not a fan of that. I, you know, a fan knows they can listen to hang, uh, uh, hangar 18 and they know all nine solos in that. Yeah. And if there's anything, out, anything out of place, a fan's going to know that. The same thing with Priest, you know. I mean, I know every freaking lick of every freaking song of every album. And, um, but Faulkner took Liberty and modified it. They were still the exact same thing, but just a little more complex. Just a few more finger picks in there, a few more uh, uh, pick of the key, pick of the uh, um, strike of the pick. Uh, that guy, man, he freaking. Anyway, that was the best. That's awesome. Only because it was recent. Yeah. You know, it's the recent, so it was most memorable for me. Um, I loved the last one. It was really good because it was Bohemoth and Testament and and, um, Lamb of God and Slayer. Uh, That was, that was a good time. Uh, And it was my second time seeing Slayer. Uh, Dude, those guys, my wife, my wife's observation was, they make they they're they're effortless. They're pros, you know. They just they've been doing this for so freaking long that they're still having a good time, and they're rock stars. But it's effortless up there. And I said, like, man, they've been yeah, like you said, they've been doing it a long time, long time live. They know how to freaking they know how to perform. And the measure of a freaking band is not how they sound on a freaking album, but how they can play live. You know, can they sound just as good or if not better? And Priest does that too. Priest delivers like that. Better than better than recorded? Hell yeah, that's what I want to see. I don't want shit modified. I want it to be the same, but just a little bit better, you know. Uh, and great bands do that, man. Metallica is another one. You know, Iron Maiden, they're another one. You know, can we do it better, freaking live than recorded? Recorded. Yeah, I, I would love to believe that Slayer is having a great time up there, and they do look like they are. But I mean, I do think there's a reason they're calling it rap because Tom Araya has said before that he like makes it kind of clear he's not into this touring anymore which is it's it's disappointing to hear but i mean uh ever since like he had that that crazy neck surgery or back surgery from all that years of headbanging he's been doing uh i think that you know affected it and plus he got kids and they've been touring forever and i'm sure like they just want to or at least he wants to just you know hang out and i know he's got a farm and just chill on his farm and, yeah. and relax or whatever i mean gary holt's gonna be in this game forever kerry king is going to do something like there's no way I'm sure 
Carrie will probably start another band, but that'll be such a bummer because like it's not going to be Slayer, and then he's not going to be playing to like fifty thousand people anymore. But maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Carrie King will find a way. There's no way that that dude doesn't. I also do feel like Dave Lombardo is such a crucial member of that band, and it's not Dave Lombardo not ending Dave. it with. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, they got Paul. Paul was in the band before, sure. At least, but uh, yeah, Dave. Dave's doing suicidal tendencies now. He's probably like my favorite drummer. He ever. might be one of the greatest metal drummers of all time. Like it's, it's, you know, that's that's not even debatable, right there. Like that's just probably one of the most epic facts. Him, Gene Hoagland, you know, and yeah. Chris Adler, like. But uh, yeah, Dave's Ooh. Dave's one of them dudes. But uh, yeah, I mean, shows best shows. Yeah, it's about yeah. <laughs> man i mean i was actually i was just at that slayer show at jones beach i miss napalm death because i suck at life i feel uh, like jones beach is such a weird oh uh, my slayer god and you know it is and it was weird like it was slayer weird. without a mosh pit yeah. it's just strange yeah uh but that i was just at that show but that was not one of my favorites because i am a fan of small venue shows yeah, same here. i well, feel int- yeah. yeah i feel intimate shows are the best and that's why i mean first i gotta say guar the best show, one of the best shows I've ever seen in life has been the first time I went to see Guar. I just took my brother because I was never a huge Guar fan because Guar is not a band you need to hear their CDs to become a fan. Guar is a band that you need to see them live and justify whether you're not you're a fan. And within 30 seconds of them coming out and tearing someone's face off and blood shoot, I was the crazy donkey in Long Island. I was which, at, yes, I may have been at You that. probably were. It was like June 21st or some shit. Yes, I, yeah. because yeah. my birthday is June yeah. 23rd. <laughs> and I remember it was right around my, my, my birthday. My brother's birthday is that. June 12th. And, and I'll, like, I'll be completely honest. I am not a huge Guar fan. But it was a fun show. I could not. I crowd surfed my first time ever at that show. They had these blood shooting guns on either side of the stage. As I was crowd surfing, both guns were shooting me. And then I landed in the front with my buddy who was trying to get me into Guar for years. And I never budged. And he was at the front covered in blood raging out. And I came over his head into the photo pit after crowd surfing. And he sees me and he's like, what the hell are you doing? It was the greatest, one of the greatest nights of my life. And that made me a Guar fan. I, I flew to see Guar after that. Like, I just followed them forever and that's why when dave brocky passed away that shit hit me hard because i was in love with those dudes that's actually technically the second time i saw guar yeah. because as you know when i was working at sirius xm my first gig there was with fangoria radio and yeah. they performed live on fangoria radio with dave brocky uh-huh. you know the classic uh singer i don't want to say classic lineup because the lineup changed so yeah many a million times. times yeah um but i got to see them perform in the fishbowl at sirius xm and you might want this because I like I'm not a giant Guar fan. Yeah, I have Lust in Space signed by all the members. Oh yeah, no, I have that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. When they, anytime <laughs> they come up, I always have them sign everything. I've interviewed the guys a bunch and everything, and we. So I assume Dave Brocky. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing is like I I I've interviewed Dave Brocky in all forms, like in costume, out of costume, half in costume as he's getting put <laughs> together right before he goes on. Like it's been mind blowing. And I feel like we were finally starting to get tight, and that's when he passed away. That broke my heart. But not my favorite live band ever. Definitely one of my favorite live shows ever, but my favorite live band ever is the Dillinger Escape Plan. I saw them in a 100-capacity bar in Long Island, the Amityville Music Hall. I've been there. Dude, I thought it was at the venue down the street that holds maybe 300. I thought it was at Revolution in Amityville, and then I looked at the flyer right before I left my house, and it said Amityville Music Hall, and I got scared because I was like, I'm going to die at this show. It was. I think that might have been one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life was Dillinger Escape Plan, but any Dillinger Escape 
Estate Plan show was the best show I've ever seen in my life. They they're going to forever be on match, which is why I'm heartbroken that they're not around anymore. And, and Ben's playing with suicidal tendencies right now. Like Ben's playing guitar for suicidal tendencies. I think it was just a tour of Canada, but like, I want Dillinger back. I want Dillinger back. I was at all three of their final shows in New York. All three of them. I went to got exactly. sick as hell, stood outside in the freezing cold and got the flu. So if I were to say, uh, my favorite show, it's weird. Cause it probably wouldn't be uh, like, when I saw Van Halen at Jones Beach on that last tour, I, I, I wouldn't call Van Halen metal. Like, I, I consider them more the hard rock genre. But incredible, regardless of these people that are like, David Lee Roth can't sing anymore. I, like, he, Screw other He people. sounds fine. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen, just watching him that close up is That's like God. just watching greatness. Yeah. There's no one who plays guitar like yeah. that. Um, but best, like, metal show, I actually think would be what we spoke about earlier, the Pantera show at NASA Coliseum. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so memorable to me. Mm-hmm. I will always remember seeing Pantera at the Coliseum. I, I did go onto the floor, but then got kicked out. I was on the floor during oh, Slayer. Yeah. I thought I was getting kicked out of the venue, and they yeah. were like, no, 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 you just, just have go to go back, back to your seat. seats. Exactly. Yeah, which was fair I'm enough. shit a brick. But, uh, yeah, Pantera, <laughs> Slayer. And, and actually, to me, even though I remember they didn't go over that that well that night, like, to me, Static X is just criminally underrated. That's another guy that we lost, Wayne yep. Static. And, like, his solo album, incredible. But just the energy of that night. And I also... Like, I can't think of a lineup like that, an arena show that heavy, that'll ever happen again to me. It's like, those are all bands of, like, the extreme genre playing, you know, all those guys on their own, you would think, would be playing smaller venues. So to see that at a large arena was just unbelievable to me. And And I'm like you, I'm a club show guy. But there was something special about that night. Yeah, well, you're never gonna see Pantera in a club. Like that would have been that would have been sick to see like Pantera at Amityville Music Hall. <laughs> well, but but wait, where was the first show you saw? The first at? show was at uh, Hammerstein, which is gigantic, also. But it's not a it's not a Coliseum. It's no, a, it's not a know. Coliseum. But it was still pretty big, and I had like the worst seats in the world. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, I was on the floor for that. My friend had bad seats. Yeah, and no, I was on the floor. I was on the floor for both of them, Hammerstein and and, uh, and Nassau Coliseum. That was that was sick. That was sick. I would, yeah, I would probably say that goes down as like the best uh, metal show I've been to. But, but I hopefully Van Halen does tour again on the note of Van Halen um, because that was really an unbelievable show that last tour. But these guys just, they're one of those bands that cannot get along. And that's why I wonder. I may have seen the last Van Halen tour. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that sucks, man. Because, like you said, you know, especially the Dave years, I hated it when Melissa Etheridge sang with him or Sam Hagar. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the Dave years, uh, I I, I describe it to my kids. um, You know, if we're listening to Ozzy's Boneyard, and I'll say, all right, who is this? You know, who is this? And they'll listen. And I say, all right, here's the hint. I've already told you a hint. Everything that they made is cool. (laughs) When Dave, when Dave was with them, everything that they made was cool. And they said, oh, Van Halen. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I loved, uh, that was uh, one of the first bands I was introduced to um, in uh, the, you know, high school years in the, in, the, in, the, in the hard rock genre, you know, because there wasn't a lot going on in hard rock. I mean, you know, I'm old enough to remember when deep purple was a big thing and when blue oyster cult was really freaking uh, playing some cool shit you know not just godzilla and, and cities on flame but real cool shit um but 
Yeah. Miss, miss the Dave years with Van Halen big time. Yeah. Well, if they come back with Dave, you know, the way they did him this last tour, I'd say go out and see them. And as you said, like, don't listen to the people on the Internet. Mm-hmm. They, they really could. It, it's even you know, it's weird. I was at that show. I was I was pretty far down. Everybody was having a great time. And I remember going on YouTube just to watch video of that show. And, you know, someone far in the back and you hear someone in the background during the show being like, Dave sounds like shit. Dave sounds terrible. Like, I, I hate those fucking people mm-hmm. who can't just go to a show, have a great time, yeah. enjoy it. I was actually at Smashing Pumpkins last night. How was that? I, I, great I, time, man. I'm, I'm not even, like, a huge Pumpkins yeah. fan. I just felt like if I'm ever going to see the Smashing Pumpkins, this, this is, is it. Yeah. This is the time because it's the reunion minus one member playing a three-hour set. Oh, my God. Playing all the hits, which... That, it was good, man. Uh, playing all the hits, yeah. which which Billy apparently doesn't like to do. Okay. And uh, but there were people behind me, like talking to her at the whole show. Uh, like, why are you here? There's got to be and see. And that's like another thing. We, like there's an epidemic of just like show disturbances, like <laughs> like the phone. Okay, the phone thing is crazy yeah. because oh, year by year. What the fuck? Like, listen, I'm not going to oh, lie. Man. I take video. I take a couple pictures. All right. I'll, I'll hold my phone up for maybe like 20, 30 seconds for the entire right. band set period. I got to get it on my social media. I, it's the only way right. anyone's going to know I was there. I get it. I'm there too. All right. But the whole goddamn set, like, come on. That is murder. And there's people who will just not put the phone down. And then another epidemic is people go to shows and you're sitting there and talking. And not only that, they're screaming into the person's ear over the band. And it's like, what the, what are you doing here? What the hell are you doing here? And it's like, I can't punch you in the face because then I'll get thrown out of the venue. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a way to weed out the scumbags. And there is, and it just sucks. And I wish people weren't just such pieces of trash people just be less trashy and go to shows and and don't don't disturb it for everybody but a lot of people get drunk they don't give a shit and it is what it is especially in metal man i have a lot of soapbox issues and i'm ornery because i'm because i fucking deserve to be ornery. Yeah. that's why yeah. but i've earned the right to not deserve but i've earned that right anyway Man, to your point, first off, douchebaggery at shows. <laughs> I do not want to watch a show through somebody's iPhone the entire show. You know, in the past three freaking shows I've been to, uh, Maiden, uh, Priest, and then uh, Slayer, I'm watching it through other people's cell phones. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, also, douchebaggery. Um, oh, to mitigate douchebaggery, one of the things I do, I always buy the, the highest dollar ticket. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. getting front row. I'm getting, um, um, you know, um, VIP section. I don't care if it's a, if it's somebody I want to see, I'm paying that top dollar. It's worth it. Cause that'll mitigate a little bit of the douchebag, a little bit of, yeah. but at Slayer, I had to punch a guy out, which was awesome. <laughs> I'm guessing you, tra- and I'm guessing you really mean that knowing yeah. you're Pat McNamara. I, I couldn't, well, the guy was a dick. He deserved it. Uh, and I gave him a chance. I pushed him back. He was, he was, uh, I, I, don't, I don't need to go into explain it, but I but I gave him fair warning and I gave him a chance, and um, and he he was begging for attention, uh, and he came at me aggressively. I said, "Bro, do you really want to fuck with me?" <laughs> and and 
I have a, I have a policy. If you enter, if you enter my zone, you're going down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait face to face. You enter my zone, you're going down. Good man. So yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but I went unscathed. Um, uh, I, cause I had backup cause as soon as I backed them, bam, and he went down like a sack of shit. Eight other people from the crowd jumped in and they kind of broke it up a little bit and, uh, through, uh, I escorted him out and, and yeah, it's all clean, nice and clean. But man, the douchebaggery, yeah. watching a show through phones, people. I mean, I get a little fucked up. I get a little drunk, yeah, but, but I'm not going to be freaking douchebag. You're self-aware. Know? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be opposed to more bands doing. I wasn't at the show, but what the Misfits did in New Jersey, no where phones. they had people just take their, well, yeah, that, their that that didn't. You know, everybody I know who went to the Misfits show had video. So I, I mean, I don't know how much they enforced that. I know that, uh, so Guns N' Roses, when they did the comeback show at the Troubadour, yeah. they didn't allow phones. I know there was some video that got out there, but very little. I think Glass Jaw did a show where they didn't allow phones. Right. Like that, but, but I mean, nowadays you're going to be looked at, they're going to be like, oh, fuck these guys. I can't record the whole show. I like, prefer it. I, I really know, would. I know, and I prefer it too, but in the age we're in, I mean, technically yeah. we're old men, you know? Yeah. Like kids 10 years younger <laughs> than us are going to be like, you no, no phones, it shows, you know? What are you, crazy? So it's just like, I mean, there's, there's got to be a way around it. it it's weird, be man, because this is probably something in your realm, Pat. Like, I know you're a very, like meditational um spiritual guy with other stuff that you talk about regardless of being a metalhead um i wrote an article on soft just about mindfulness about when i exercise when i exercise i don't have my phone on me i just have like my ipod nano i'm listening to my music i'm in my and i know i'm in that zone when i'm you know doing repetitions of something and i don't even know what's playing it's just all like it's like gray space to me i guess and I'm just completely um, unplugged. And it's like yep. I try to live my life in that mindfulness state and enjoy the moment. If I'm at a show, I want to savor okay. and enjoy every moment. And it, it, I don't have to have every song on my – I don't take any pictures, to be honest. I don't have to, like, ah. have ca- – like, <laughs> and the thing is if I go on YouTube after the show, someone's going to have it up yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, like, I don't really care about getting – because yeah. there's going to be someone in the front row who took video that's going to be up on YouTube the next day. Yeah. So – they show- yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm with Sean. I'm going to take a couple shots, uh, maybe story, you know, shoot an IG story, but the phone goes away and, uh, yeah, because I want to be in the here and now, man. I want to absorb every piece of that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's so much freaking going on and you are not seeing it. If you're looking at it through your phone, you aren't seeing it. You aren't feeling it. You're not there. You are not present. You're in 45 degree syndrome land. People are so freaking connected now that they're disconnected. And uh, it's the nature of the way things are. You know, they're fat, dumb, happy, flaccid button pushers uh, and just very robotic and going about mundane freaking tasks. And the phones are an extension of their body. Stop yeah. it. My dogs are right underneath my <laughs> yeah, feet. Yeah, doggies. <laughs> Stop you. Nuggets. <laughs> But but no, and you are a guy who like lives with intensity with everything that you do. So I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, if people follow Pat on Instagram or you know check out your website, like whether you're working out, whether you're shooting, you do it all with a passion and intensity. And and I think people that's why people connect with you. Yeah, I, I and, and and I feed off those people. I rely on them. Yeah. Um, because now I have this like obligation, you know, to make sure I keep feeding them. Uh, 
because some people, all they need is um, somebody to put a little kindling on the fire, just a little kindling, you know, stoke those flames. That's it. So I've become this person, which I don't mind because it keeps me freaking honest and on track too. But I like to hit every day with intensity because I, I think about it more, more and more. I, I got a young wife, you know, I'm, she's half my age. Um, oh yeah. And I want to be around a long time to, uh, to take care of her, to protect her. Not only that, but, um, you know, I'm a freaking, I want, I'm a sheepdog man. And I'm, I want to be a sheepdog for as long as possible. So, yep. I mean, I love life. I work freaking my ass off, but I enjoy the hell out of uh, every every day, every waking day. Hell yeah, man. Well, we're about an hour in, so I think we'll wrap this up, and then I'll wrap up the show with Sean. But before we go, you could follow Pat uh, on Instagram at Pat, uh, actually at Tmax Inc on Instagram, T M A C S I N C. Um, at Pat McNamara 65 on Twitter at P A T M C N A M A R A 65 on Twitter, uh, tmaxinc.com. Anything else that you're working on or any classes, uh, that you're, that you're teaching if people want to, uh, learn from the best. Yeah, I got a couple. This one's interesting. If you haven't seen this, you guys see that one? No, is that, is that you on the cover? Um, it's, oh, is that yeah, you with yeah. Phil, Labonte? Phil Labonte? Holy yeah. shit. That's awesome. So uh, real quick on this, I write for I write for like three different magazines, but I write for Ballistic, and they said, "Hey, we want to do a uh, American-made metal uh, cover with you, featuring this 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 1911 I designed with Carolina Arms Group." And I said, "Cool, American-made metal." I said, "Bro, let me put my 1965 GTO in there. That's American-made metal." <laughs> <laughs> said, nah, I, I, hey, let me get Phil Labonte because not only is he metal. He's a buddy of mine too, but he's a gun guy. Yeah, owns a gun so store. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's on the shelves right now. These are sexy magazines too. Um, I got all my plug shit here. Um, <laughs> yeah, life saving, life changing. Sentinel, my book, right? Um, and then fuel for the day, Invader Coffee. That's my own blend of coffee right there. Wow. T Max Inc. Blaze Ops Blend. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that said, uh, I know it's Rogue American Apparel, right? And also, is it InvaderCoffee.com? Yep. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I mean, that's when you know you've made it. You have your own coffee. (laughs) Oh, that's that's my own artwork on the uh, the, uh, label, too. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. That's sick, dude. Well, as as always, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Um, This has been great. I'm going to wrap up everything um, with Sean for now, but I'll – I'll have this up uh, uh, tomorrow. And this was a cool departure from what we normally do. I mean, we had you on and we talked about, you know, your time in Army Special Operations and, you know, your shooting instruction stuff. But without Jack here, I figured why not talk metal? And and this was awesome. Hell yeah. And then while I got Sean here, hey, uh, big fan of especially uh, Into the Trivia Pit. You got a great voice, uh, radio voice, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. It, dude, it was a pleasure to do some uh, podcasting with you. This is really awesome, and it was a right great on. experience, man. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Hell, yeah. I got to go get a refill. Yeah, man. Awesome, Enjoy that man. coffee. <laughs> Pat's got a great voice, too, man. I mean, you you definitely could be like a, a host on Liquid. There's definitely some balls in that voice we could use. I've been accused of faking this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're faking that voice. That's not yours. You're faking it. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Take it easy, Pat. Thanks a lot. Later, dude. Bam.
All right, I'm gonna, we're, uh, we're still recording this on the video, so I'm going to wrap things up here. It's so and then, technological. Look at I know, thing. and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll wrap things up with you and plug what you're up to, of it's course. So because I can we, see myself. I did this. Don't <laughs> acknowledge the camera. <laughs> because I did the, that for um, <laughs> Pat, got into everything he's up to, and I know you're up to a lot of great stuff. It's serious. Um, but before we go, there's only one club out there with gear handpicked by special operations military veterans from several branches, and that, of course, is Crate Club. I'm looking forward to the future collaboration we're doing with uh, NFW Watches. We're going to do an exclusive Crate Club watch for premium tier members. Uh, That's coming soon. We have different tiers of membership depending on how prepared you want to be. Gift options available as well. So you can check that all out at CrateClub.us. Once again, that's CrateClub.us. Dot us for you dog owners which i should have mentioned this while pat was on because yeah. his dog was there uh you're gonna love this we've just partnered with kuna they have a team of trained canine handlers picking out a box for your dog each month of healthy treats and training aids uh it's custom built for your dog's size and age as well the products are u.s sourced all natural and they not only promote a healthy diet but also promote being active with your dog so i actually i don't know what type of dog pat has <laughs> i'd assume it's a badass dog like yeah i don't a see, big one like him yeah yeah, yeah yeah i don't see pat owning i don't know like, a little poodle <laughs> yeah I, but but whether you do on. have a poodle or you have yes. like a german shepherd yes. you could you could order a kuna <laughs> box so you can see all of that at kuna.dog that's kuna.dog it's efficient for you your dog will appreciate it as well of course and that's spelled c-u-n-a dot d-o-g um also as a reminder for those listening for a limited time you can receive a 50 percent discounted membership to the spec ops channel um if you listen to the last episode with the inside the team room stuff um the intelligence edition james powell was on that sam faddis daniel bza and the odyssean that's up there so subscribe um the most exclusive shows documentaries and interviews covering the most exciting military content today we also have the tra- uh, training cell up on there which follows former special operations forces as they participate in the most advanced training in the country everything from shooting schools defensive driving jungle and winter warfare climbing and much more and you can watch all that content by subscribing to the spec ops channel that's at specopschannel.com. Uh, for a limited time offer of uh, 50% off your membership, check that out now. SpecOpsChannel.com, only $4.99 a month. We also have the app on there, which was developed by Chris, uh, who does an awesome job. That's on iPhone and Android now. Uh, Sean has been awesome having you Dude, in here. Thank you, Ian. Sean it's a pleasure. is on Twitter at Sean the Butcher and Instagram at Sean the Butcher. Of course, the voice of Ozzy's Boneyard, and you'll hear him all the time, pretty much on Sirius XM. On liquid metal. metal, and you you recently updated the handle because it was what's in the box yes. for years. So I fell in love with this band, right? And then I started playing them on Liquid Metal, and then they thanked Jose for playing them, and I was like, "Oh man, I want them to know that I started playing them." So I was really bitter about it, and my buddy. And everybody's been telling me, you need to change your handle because what's in the box is stupid. And I was like, but I like what's in the box, though. But I finally decided that, like, yeah, everybody knows it's Sean the Butcher, so just be Sean the Butcher. And it was actually available, thank God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I changed everything up, and I'm trying to be more professional. I'm, bu- I'm wearing a button-down <laughs> shirt now. I'm in total corporate sellout mode. So Sean the Butcher has gone corporate, yeah, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can find Sean me on the Facebook. Sean the Butcher doesn't sound like a very corporate Yeah, I know, name, and I'm, I have it on my 
my business card. It's like the uh, American Psycho one. It'd be pure white, but just little splatters of blood all over it. That'd be a cool business card. Yeah, oh, it's not a bad idea. But you probably have the the standard series. Uh, yeah, one. but I need a new one. I need a fresh one. I need a nice fresh one. But uh, yeah, man, it was awesome being here. It was awesome talking with you, talking with Pat. I love talking with metal. Anytime you guys want to do anything music involved, because I'm just so outside of everything else. My little bubble I live in consists of like movies, music, and wrestling yeah well like <laughs> it's not typical of what we do and i already know there's gonna be audience members that are like what the fuck oh, okay. i tune in for, yeah, yeah, yeah. i tune in for special ops news but like i i think we're entitled to every now and yeah, again right. do something a little different um and you know you have pat mcnamara on here you know yeah, he's, I, he's, I think this audience loves anything yes, he's on so that's awesome it was uh definitely sick what what else are you um working on uh, i like have currently? my website hails from the crypt.com okay and that is where i put up a bunch of interviews that i do with bands i've interviewed bands uh from all over north america dudes from uh, arizona gate creeper uh dudes from boston vane uh pittsburgh uh code orange uh, just a bunch of great bands and music that like I'm into and I uh, get cool interviews with these bands. And then I'm recently started photographing stuff nice. to just keep myself busy because when I'm bored, I lose my goddamn mind. And all the pictures are up on the site, uh, talesfromthecrypt.com. And it's just my hobby right now. I'm doing that. I don't have coffee. I wish I had something cool like Pat. <laughs> Uh, I got no dogs. I'm allergic to animals. Really? And yeah, oh my God. Anything cute and cuddly and adorable that will show me any type of love, I can't be anywhere <laughs> near because I break out in rashes. I start sneezing. I'm allergic to everything. I got a deviated septum. I got to get surgery in two weeks. I'm falling apart, dude. I'm told you, we're getting old. Yeah. I think phones are inappropriate at shows. <laughs> I wear a button down. I'm a total, total corporate loser now. Smashing pumpkins actually last night was a sign of, of getting old. Like, I, I, once you go to a show where everybody is sitting down mm-hmm. and you're section yeah it's like we're getting old Uh because i remember when i like i saw skinnered recently with my dad on this farewell tour which who knows if it's really the farewell tour but everybody's sitting down i expect that when i saw like aerosmith i expect that yeah smashing pumpkins still like i would think still like 90s kids yeah yeah yeah, but but no we're we're getting old if you're sitting down at shows you're getting old it is what it is man i can't help it my knees hurt you know (laughs) it's it's bad but it was also a three-hour set that's insane like i don't know about that is i don't know because i heard like my buddy loves bruce springsteen he's like bruce plays for like four and a half hours i'm like dude if metallica played for four hours i'd walk out after hour two probably i don't know if i can sit through i mean i'm bad with long movies i'm bad with like i don't know that's actually why i'm not a huge festival guy yeah oh it's brutal i just did warp tour oh my god dude it was like 97 degrees on the blacktop pavement and i was just standing there covered in sweat and there's no shade so like the sun's just on me and i'm like i feel like i'm cooking right now i'm actually cooking and that was brutal i don't know how like festivals are difficult for me man. even beyond that though it's just after i hear so many bands yeah. at a certain point and i'm i'm a huge music guy yeah but it's just it's Too that's much. actually why i love going to shows at mohegan sun i don't know if you have i saw slayer that was the first run of the slayer tour i went to mohegan sun have you been to the wolf Den though the smaller venue inside no. the casino? so the wolf Den, they have you know me i love like 80s hair metal yeah which they they cater to a lot of that but the wolf Den, if they say a band is going on at eight they go on at eight yeah. inside the casino. There is never an opener. Yeah. So all of the energy is like in that room that's cool. for that band. And that's it. And I kind of love, I love seeing a band play like an hour and a half set, no opener. Yeah. And everyone is into it for that yeah. amount of time. I, I just dig that. I if dig- there's a great opener, I feel different, yeah. but, but 
let honestly, like seventy five percent of the time, I feel like you don't give a shit about the opening. It's it's been changing for me lately because now the bands I've been going to see have been bringing out bands that the openers have been like really piquing my interest, which is cool. And that's how I've been finding a lot of stuff. So, which is important for you. Yes. So like for my research and just to, you know, promote bands and get them on the air. But I used to hate it too. I used to never go see the opener. I used to just like dick around during the opener, but now it's totally, you know, it's, it's sometimes the opener steals the show. And that's what that I'm looking to get in on the ground floor with bands, you know, bands that don't even have a debut album out yet. This way, once they got something, I snatch them up and I'm like, you guys are mine. Like, we're gonna be best friends. I'm gonna promote you guys, but just you know, let's let's hang out, chill out. I love I love talking to these bands and hanging out with these bands. But that's why I love those intimate shows. Small, quick, half hour set. Everybody sweating in each other's face. Like, three hours, smash pumpkins, mass square garden. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm sweating just thinking about it. I mean, but the- what you're saying that's how like Jose got introduced. I know to Doomsday Morning, and I love that they're no longer a band. Yeah. But I love those guys and. Yeah, I don't think he was expecting anything from them. He's just at a show for whoever was headlining that, and he was he was totally drawn to them. And they got played on Liquid Metal. Yep, like, yep. That's I how I remember it ripping that song in. Hell yeah, they're great, man. Yeah. I I wish they were still a band. Yeah. Any any uh, Doomsday Morning show I ever went to got extremely violent. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah, and and a lot of bands from like that Brooklyn or Queens area have a following. Have a huge following here. Like. I don't know if you remember My Better End, but when they would play a show in the area, like, it would get brutal. But outside of Queens, outside of New York, no one knows who these yeah, bands are, which yeah. is a shame. It's Yeah, it happens. Bands, like, just get localized, and there's or some regions people just aren't feeling it. But Yeah, hometown uh, hero yeah, type of But thing. I still feel like, I don't know, bands need to, I think, expand things a little more. I think we still need some bands, like... Thinking a little more outside of the box and not just putting out like, oh, here's a death metal album or here's, you know, a progressive metal album or whatever. I just feel like we need a new sound or a new style or a new like spotlight band that's like these are the mother effers that everyone is talking about right now. Right now it's kind of just like feel it's disjointed, but there's a lot of good music coming out and from a lot of young kids and being an old man, yeah, that makes me feel good because I don't want to admit it to myself, but I mean I see these kids and I'm like, yo, how old are you? They're like, oh 19, 20 and I was like, oh I'm uh <laughs> damn. Yeah. So like I feel good that there's still kids coming out, putting out great heavy music. And that even heavy metal is like still alive is good. Cause I know like the insider and like the industry and stuff, like when it comes to like money makers, I know hip hop's like taking the cake right EDM. now. EDM is taking the cake. And I know as metal as a, and as rock, we are in a very, very tight, tight corner. And I feel, I mean, that needs to expand and that needs to get so much bigger because you know, I, I was at Warp Tour. I was the oldest man at Warp Tour, but it made me feel really good to see a lot of kids out at shows, yeah. supporting, buying merch. Like that's not dying. That's never going to die. And we are so much more of a passionate group. You know that EDM shit. That'll that's going to come and go. And in two years, one dude will be like, "Oh, never heard of whatever." Like the and the kids listening to that. I don't think you're going to be in ten, fifteen years. I don't think they're going to be listening to that. Like. Like, what we do is, like, for life. Like, you're never going to meet a Cannibal Corpse guy who was a Cannibal Corpse guy when he's 15, but not a Cannibal Corpse guy when he's 45. Like, it's just going to stay with him forever. Yeah. And that, I feel like we're so much stronger than that, and that's that's the one thing that's going to save us. And the music. Kids keep making music. Heavy, heavy, heavy music. You that's know what, what band's like. getting uh, a lot of love on Sirius that I knew from literally the very beginning uh, was Siler. 
I was at I was at Siler's first show ever. Yeah. And not only that, I was hanging out with Siler when the lead singer Jay was Amir's merch guy. Okay. And was handing me a flyer, being like, check out my band. Yeah, yeah. And it was a totally different lineup at the time. And like years later, they're getting played like crazy on uh, Octane. I think Octane, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're they are heavy. Yeah. But um, they're they're not like the traditional metal sound or yeah, anything. Yeah, like metalcore or whatever. Yeah, th- yeah. Well, there's this like there's this um, resurgence of new metal apparently, and yeah, I, 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 that's I consider what they're them saying. in the metalcore genre. But like all of these bands, like Siler, are heavily influenced by Limp Bizkit, Lincoln Park, Corn. and like I love all that stuff. Yeah, I so. mean, I'm down with all that, man. I love, I love mixing like hip hop and metal, and I know people like think I'm a sellout for that, but I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about. But it you anything. grew up with all that, dude. So. I grew up with hip hop before I was listening to anything with a guitar. I was all hip hop. I grew up in Queens. Everyone around me was listening to hip hop. I loved hip hop. I loved Dr. Dre. I loved Wu Tang Clan. But that. That shit was aggressive as hell. Like yeah. those songs are Onyx. hard. Yes, Onyx scream. He- Onyx is heavy metal rap. Period. Absolutely. I mean, those beats are knocking, and you can headbang and you can mosh to that stuff. Definitely, Slam from Onyx is about moshing. <laughs> like, it's incredible that that hip hop, you know, adopted some heavy metal stuff, and even these new dudes, a little Uzi Vert. Who the hell? I have no idea. But his logo is the Metallica logo. Like, yeah. and I think he rocks a Manson shirt on stage like all the time. So like, and they want mosh pits. It shows. They like they everybody at the hip hop shows are moshing. So like, I love when that stuff gets integrated. Which is why I love like E Town Concrete. I love you know. I love Corn. You know, there's so many hip hop related things. Not all of it's good. I don't love all of it. A lot of it's really douchey. But uh, I'm definitely into blending that. And if that makes a comeback, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been getting showed a bunch of new, really hip-hop, really metal stuff that I think we're going to start playing on Liquid Metal. Interesting. And I don't know how people are going to take to it, but I mean, that's, I mean we're, here to, we're here to play stuff. And if people love it, then they yeah. love it. And if they hate it, that is what it is. As long as people are actually into the music, because what were you saying about the little Uzi Vert thing, it reminds yeah. me of like there's pictures out there of Kim Kardashian wearing a Morbid Angel shirt. Yes. Do I really believe in the Kardashian household no. they're listening to Morbid it's, Angel? It's trendy. It's, it, I mean, it's cool that it's trendy yeah. i mean it sucks that she's wearing it but think of how awesome it is that maybe some friggin little whatever is like what the hell is that yeah. finds morbid angel and ends up changing her <laughs> entire life yeah. like it's it's uh, and i know uh you know gary holt from slayer rocks the kill the kardashian yeah. shirt but like you know with, with kanye rocking the gear and kim rocking the gear i mean i don't care i'm not gonna be like oh screw that i know they don't listen to it whatever but like you know that's that's free promotion right there for a testament or yeah. whatever Kanye is wearing. Like, it is what it is. And if that's what it's got to be to expand metal, I mean, I just want metal forever. I want my kids to listen to metal when I ever eventually demon spawn some, you know. <laughs> but I want I want to just spread the music because, I mean, going to shows is my life. Like, it's my release. It's my everything. And I can't not have this in my life. So I want to help it grow. I want to watch it grow. And I want to watch these kids come up. And if I have a platform to help them out, hell yeah. Like, I want to get these kids out there. And I love getting hit up by bands. And they're like, yo, are we on the radio? Like, it blows. And like, we're not a, you know, jag off radio station. We're going to no. North America. Exactly. So everybody from Florida I'm terrible geographically, but from the bottom <laughs> right to the top from, left. Like Mexico, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's listening to Canada. It, to Canada and parts of Canada, which is crazy. So, like, we're playing these bands to the entire country, 
And I, I would love to get them some heat and get them, you know, on the map and blow the hell up and, and know that, you know, I was the one pushing the play button the first time for anybody to hear it. Like, that's that's special to me. That's, that's so cool, man. Yeah. Well, truly like a guy doing what you love. Yeah, I just think that's so cool to yes. hear, man. All right. Well, as always, follow Thank you, us. Ian. Oh, Thank yeah, you. dude. Anytime. Follow awesome. us on Twitter and Instagram at SoftRep Radio. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these videos. If you're not already on the YouTube, subscribe uh, to SoftRep on YouTube. And we're out, man. I like this music. been listening to soft rep radio new episodes up every wednesday and friday for all of the great content from our veteran journalists join us and become a team room member today at softrep.com follow the show on instagram and twitter at soft rep radio and be sure to also check out the power of thought podcast hosted by hurricane group ceo and navy seal sniper instructor brandon webb